Welcome to Your Agent on the Go, a podcast about entrepreneurship and starting a business and just being an interesting person. I'm your host, Jason Allen, your agent on the go. I am a four-year farmer's insurance agent in Colleyville, Texas, and I have a very exciting guest today, someone I have known for almost 40 years. So that'll give you a hint about who it is, um, but I'm going to give you an introduction um, so we can get this thing rolling. Um, he is from the great city of Closter, New Jersey. I know no one has ever heard of that town before. It's a small town in northern New Jersey, about 10 miles from the George Washington Bridge. He currently lives in Newton, New Jersey, on the other side of the state. He's married to the lovely Jennifer, and he has three beautiful children, Grayson, Kingston, and Lilia. He is the founder, owner, operator, chief cook, and bottle washer for GKL Environmental Consulting. I want to introduce everyone to my little brother, Andrew Allen. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. Um, how's everything going? I'm, I'm sorry I'm interrupting you in the middle of your day. Everything is going well. Uh, only because you're my brother, I'll allow you to interrupt the middle of my day. Thank you. I appreciate that. So um, a lot of people are going to be questioning why I'm interviewing you because you are in New Jersey. You, you don't do any work in Texas as of right now. I'm trying to change that um, for the betterment of our relationship. Um, but you had an interesting story, kind of similar to mine, um, but I think a lot of people can get value for what you have done with your career. Um, so like I said, you, you're the owner-operator of GKL Enterprises, um, Environmental Consulting, excuse me. What is it? What is GKL Environmental Consulting? So GKL is a company that I started a little over a year ago. Uh, I've been in the industry for about 17 years, and we are a full-service environmental consulting firm. Um, we specialize in site remediation and in due diligence. I'm sure most of your listeners have no idea what that means. Um, basically, it means that we do investigations and the consulting for the cleanup of contaminated properties, whether that's soil, groundwater, soil vapor. Um, we can do the investigations and, and steer you in the right direction about what you have to do to meet the regulations, what you don't have to do. Um, and of course, the majority of my work is in New Jersey, which is very good for me because job security is not an issue dealing in New Jersey, considering we have probably the second most strict environmental regulations outside of California. Excellent. Personally. So um, why did you start this business? Um, you know, it's kind of rough going on their own. People that listen to this might be on the fence considering starting their own business, leaving corporate America. So why why did you do it? Um. The simplest answer is I got kind of sick and tired of the corporate BS. Um, I said, I've been in the industry for 17 years. I work for companies large and small. And once COVID came around and I saw the, the value and the benefit of having a little bit more flexibility with my three, you call them lovely kids. Um, they are lovely when they want to be. And of course, they, they are, are my niece, they my niece and nephew. So they are lovely because they do not live with me and I can spoil them when you visit and send them on their way. And make me deal with the spoiledness. That's I guess. right. Exactly. Um, but I do still love them and I would like to be around them and I like to have, uh, you know, flexibility. Um, but, the, you know, a lot of people in the corporate world know of the corporate BS and it came down to a, a pro and con situation. Um, you know, the last company I was with, I was on partner track. Um, I just didn't agree with some of the things that they were doing and I didn't want to spend the amount of money to become a partner. Um, when I didn't really agree with a lot of the direction of the company. Um, 
And, you know, that was a company that had grown quite a bit, mainly during COVID. Um, when I started, they were about 35 people. Four years later, when I left, they were about 110 people. Um, so the the atmosphere, the environment had changed from a very close-knit, family-based company to a much more corporate entity. Um, I just didn't like the culture change. And I was 38 at the time, and I had decided, something I had thought about for a couple of years, and I had decided, I'm 38. If I don't do it now, I'm probably not going to do it. Um, and what was the worst that can happen? I try it. It doesn't work. And I end up having to go back and work for corporate America anyway. Um, it wouldn't have killed me to go back and work for corporate America, but I wanted, I really wanted the flexibility. I wanted to be able to make my own decisions and do what I thought was right, not only for me and my family, but for my business. And that's really why I went out on my own. Awesome. See, so I think a lot of people can kind of resonate with that sort of feeling of being of the the rat race and not want to deal with corporate America. Um, but you took the leap. So you said you've been in this for about a year, um, running your own business. Where do you think, let's start this, where do you want this business to be, say, in five years? And where do you think it will be in five years? In five years, you know, I, I want to be Obviously, I want to to make money. Um, that's not the goal here. I still want to have the flexibility that I have, um, but to grow the company so that I'm busy, you know, 30, 40, 50 hours a week, um, but not have to kill myself to get to that point. I don't know if I want employees at this point. I'm leaning more towards not wanting employees. So I do want to grow the business, but I want to grow it to a point as to where I can still manage everything myself um, and subcontract out the stuff that I just can't physically do myself anymore because I don't have the time. If that happens to morph into maybe hiring, you know, one, two or three staff members, it, it does um, if it happens organically. But I like the idea of it being just me. And I, I like to be in control of kind of all aspects of a project. Um, you know, when my clients call, there's one number, it's my cell phone number, they call, they get me. I don't want to have to go through the two and three layers of calling a project manager, but they're not the, the licensed professional. So then they have to talk to me and it just gets kind of convoluted and it gets kind of kind of messy. Um, so I like the idea of being involved in every aspect of a project. I like being out in the field. Um, so I'm out in the field, you know, anywhere from probably six to 10 days a month. And I like that, that change of scenery. I don't like just being in the office all the time. I like to get out and to put boots on the ground and eyes on the site. And, you know, there's a lot of value in having the 17 years of experience and being out in the field and seeing something and being able to kind of interpret it on the fly and be like, we need to pivot and, you know, and change where we're taking samples. Somebody that's, that hasn't been out in the field and doesn't have that experience is not going to be able to do that. Um, so that's one of the benefits of having me and only me as, you know, your, your point of contact and who, who does everything on these properties. Um, so where I see myself in five years is to a point as to where I can organically either still grow my client base or I have a, a diverse client base as to where I don't have to worry about going out there and, and really doing marketing uh, anymore. That's, that's what I would love to see in five years. Excellent. Now you mentioned growing your business organically. Um, that's one of the topics I wanted to bring up because a lot of people think they have to throw a lot of money at marketing and a lot of resources at marketing to gain business, but you kind of haven't done that. Um, you have a, a, a kind of a different approach um, than most people to your marketing. Um, and I wanted to bring it up because it's a, it's a shared passion that you and I have. Um, it's golf. So how, how do you utilize golf to, to gain market share, to gain business, to gain new customers? Um, Cause I think it's kind of an interesting way that you've done it. 
So, you know, I, I'm a, in a couple of different marketing networking groups that focus around golf. Um, but the beauty of golf is most of my clients are developers and developers have money and they like to enjoy the money that they have. And one of the things that a lot of developers like to do is go play golf. And when you are playing golf with somebody, you, they have, you have a captive audience for anywhere from two to five hours um, as to where you really get to know the person that you're sitting with in the cart, the person that you're playing with. And what I've learned, um, you know, through the previous company that I was with and being out of my own is marketing now is really a lot about just relationships. It's about becoming friends with your clients, which is something that I struggled with. Um, I'm not a private person, but I like to keep a lot of my stuff pretty private. And I always felt like I was intruding on other people's lives, really trying to get to know them, get to know how many kids they have, if they're married, what do they like to do? But that that really is the current way to network and to market is to really get to know the people that you're around. And there, in my opinion, there's no better way to do that than to be out and to, and to golf. Um, you know, I always struggled being at these large networking events. I never knew when to butt into a conversation and try and have a conversation with somebody when you're golfing, you don't really have to do that. And when I'm out golfing, I'm always having fun. So I don't think about the the marketing aspect of it. I just think about being me and just having having open conversations. Um, and that's kind of how I've I've been able to expand my client base um, and to get some of the clients. Because as I said, they're all pretty much interested in golf and we all have a, a blast just getting out there and playing. Awesome. Now, obviously, the playing golf is probably your favorite part of the business. Um, outside of golf, what do you enjoy most about running your own business? Um, I like how, and something with the industry that I've always loved since I started is that really no two days are the same. Um, you know, one day I'm out in the field sampling groundwater. Um, case in point, next week, I'm going to be out in the field at the same site for two different days doing two completely different activities. Um, so I like how no two things are the same. Um, you know, I don't get stagnant because I'm not standing in front of my computer all day, every day, five days a week. Um, so that's that's one thing I've always loved about the industry. Um, about owning my own business, I just love the flexibility. If I want to go and say, go and play golf and just meet somebody new and go out to my local course and play, I can do that. I can play nine holes. I can play 18 holes. I can kind of do what I want to do. Um, you know, and a lot of people say, well, it's stressful owning your own company. And it is. Um, it's stressful being in the in the corporate world. It's just a different kind of stress. And to me, it's it's easier to be able to manage that stress owning your own company than it is when somebody's kind of telling you what to do. Well said. I agree completely. Now, obviously, we all have things that we love to do for our work. What do you like the least about running a business? Because running a Marketing. business is hard. It's challenging. <laughs> um, like you said, you face different problems every day. Right now, I'm having a banking issue where my bank is not communicating with QuickBooks, so it makes things a little bit challenging. Um, so, what what do you hate about running? What is the what? What do you like the least about running your business? Marketing. I hate it. I've never been a marketer. Um, my previous company, they wanted everybody to, to market, um, to go to marketing events. And as I said, I just, I never enjoyed it. So it's something that I, it always felt was forced. And I always had the feeling that the people that I was talking to could feel that it was forced. Um, there are certain people in this world that will talk and can talk to anybody for hours on end. And, you know, the proverb, they can sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. 
There are people out there that can do that. I cannot. That is not that is not my mentality. I've tried sales jobs and I hated them and I were not I was not very good at them um because I'm just not that kind of person. Um that's why I like golf because to me it doesn't feel like it's marketing even though I am in fact marketing myself. But that that traditional marketing is just something that I don't like. Um and that's why, you know, when I started my company, I did a lot of traditional networking marketing um, the BNI and the tip style groups, you know, I, I did, or I'm, I've been doing for almost a year, uh, and I'm not going to do it anymore because for my industry, it just doesn't work. And I'm really focusing on industry centric and mainly around golf marketing and golf networking groups. Okay. So then if, uh, someone was going to start a business, then what, since you, even though you don't like marketing, you're very good at it. What would you recommend they do for marketing purposes? Um, what I thought, well, what I found has worked well for me has been for the first year, I just wanted to get my name out there as much as possible. And they do say you have to spend money to make money. And that's true. You don't have to spend a lot of money to make money. Um, so the groups that I have done or been a member of for the first year have been, you know, a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a year. And I've been a member of a couple of different ones. Um, but just to get your name out there. Depending on your chamber of commerce, Jay, I know you're a member of, of the Grapevine Chamber of Commerce. Um, it, you know, it's a large chamber organization. Up by me, our chambers are pretty small. Um, I am a member of certain chambers that are regional as opposed to being local because there are just more people in them. Um, and it gives me, you know, a, a more of an avenue to, to, to reach out to more people. Um, and then once you get your name out there after a year, year and a half, two years, then try and go into kind of some more industry specific, depending on what your industry is. And that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm, I'm since I've been just over a year. I'm on the verge of, of kind of changing my marketing style to more industry specific groups, which for me is really commercial real estate. Gotcha. Okay. So knowing all this now, you've been in it for a year, you've been pretty successful. Um, it sounds like you're on a good trajectory where you're going to be very successful over the next five to 10 years. If someone were in your shoes, if someone were in corporate America and they've been thinking about leaving and starting their own business, what would you recommend to them? I would recommend take the leap. Um, obviously, you need to do your research. I did research for probably a year and a half to two years um, before I actually did it. And I thought about it for a long time um, before I actually did it. But do your research. As long as you can find you know, a source of funding, then I would say take the leap. Because in reality, what is the worst thing that can happen? Yes, you try it. It doesn't work. Um, and as long as you've protected yourself enough and so not where you're not really incurring a large amount of debt, if you have to go back and work for corporate America, you've done it. Most people have done it for a while. You, It's not ideal, but it's something you can go back to and do it. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs fail. And they fail the first time and they figure out what didn't work. And then they'll go back and they'll try and do it again. And that tells you a lot about the, the benefits. And there are more pros and cons, in my opinion, of being an entrepreneur and then going out and, you know, kind of striking your own path. Perfect. Well said. Um, now, this is where we go to kind of the fun part of the interview. You know, we've kind of gone through the basics. We've gone through your story a little bit. Um, we've gone through what your recommendations were running a little bit short on time. So wanted to pick it up a little bit, be a little bit more entertaining for our guests. Um, so number one, give me an interesting fact about yourself. Um, I play four instruments. I don't play them much anymore, but I played saxophone, 
I played saxophone since I was in third or fourth grade. And then I taught myself to play in trombone, baritone, horn, and tuba. Um, and I love to cook. So I have a grill, a smoker, and a Blackstone griddle on my deck. And I use them all quite a bit. What is your best dish that you make? Um, it would probably be something on the smoker. My brisket is normally pretty good. Um, I know. No, be careful. I live in Texas, so oh, I know. Hear this? Are in Texas, and they're going to be mad for saying this. We've had we've had brisket in Texas, and depending on where you go, just like anywhere you go, it is some places it's very good, some places it's not so so good. And I think I make a pretty good pretty good brisket. It's it's a Texas base, you know. It's just salt and pepper rub, and it's you know it's 12, 13 hours in the smoker, and I don't have post oak, so I can't do can't say I'm Texas smoker because I don't have the post oak, but. Uh, you know, I, I think I do. I do pretty well with that. Perfect. Okay. Um, now, my favorite part, the lightning round. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Just the first answer that pops in your head is the one I want you to give me. You don't have to think about it too much because um, they're pretty silly. So first question, and I ask this of everyone, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Thank you. Correct answer. <laughs> um, if you had to be a Disney character, which one would you be? Ooh, boy. Um, God, I don't know. That's a tough one. I would be Snoopy. Not Snoopy's not Disney. Um, God, I don't even know. Come on, just give me one. Um, one I'd Disney be character because I'm an explorer. How's that? Okay, that's fair. Um, who was your first celebrity crush? Boy, I would say either Elizabeth Hurley or Salma Hayek. Or Mariah Carey. I was very big into Mariah Carey back. Yeah, then. but she, yeah, we can't go. We can't go there. It's <laughs> totally changed. Um, what is the most interesting thing in your wallet right now? Uh, I don't have much in my wallet other than a lot of credit cards and therefore a lot of debt. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't have much in there. So I don't think there's anything interesting in there. Okay. Um, other than sports, what is the last thing you watched on TV? Uh, Deadliest Catch. Okay. Perfect. And finally, what habit holds you back the most? Well, I'm a Virgo, so I'm very regimented. I don't know if it holds me back, but I like to schedule everything out. Um, and I can kind of roll with the punches, but sometimes I get mad. Like if I say, you know, I want to have the garden done by this time, the pool done by this time. And if I don't, if I'm, if I'm off, Sometimes it, it irks me a little bit, but I don't know if that necessarily holds me back. Okay. Perfect. Well, that's the end of the lightning round. So yeah, that's pretty easy. I told you it's very painless. It's like other than the like Disney a, question. That one it's that like one was a small root canal. <laughs> so I want to thank you um for being on the show today. Um, even though you are in New Jersey, you never know. Maybe some big developer in Texas will be hearing this for the first time and might need some remediation. Maybe you share this with friends in New Jersey, but who knows? The world is kind of small. Maybe someone in Texas knows someone in New Jersey that could use your services. How can people find you? How do we look you up? So I have LinkedIn. I have Facebook. I have a website. Uh, my website is gklenvironmental.com. Um, you can look up either Andrew Allen or GKL Environmental at, uh, you know, on uh, LinkedIn or Facebook. Um, I'm not big into social media. I'll be the first one to admit that. I didn't have any social media other than LinkedIn, which I personally don't consider social media, um, until I started this business. Um, but you can find me there. As far as I know, there are not any other GKL environmental consultings out there. Perfect. Well, 
once again, thank you so much for your time. I love you. Thanks for doing this. Um, and we'll see you soon. So hopefully Thanks. you guys can enjoy the, this production. Um, if you have any environmental questions, you can reach out to my brother here. If you have any insurance questions, I'm the guy to handle that for you. Um, and we'll see you guys again on our next episode. Take care. Thank you.